You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Thursday, February 27th. The Sacramento Kings have 25 games remaining and are only three and a half games out of the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Is it possible that the Sacramento Kings can turn this seemingly terrible and disappointing season around into making the playoffs for the first time in over 14 years? We're going to look at what it is going to take, the five things that need to happen for the Sacramento Kings to make the playoffs on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Locked On Kings, your hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season, all off season. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for over the last five years. This is my sixth season covering the Kings, both as a radio host and a multimedia journalist and reporter. And as a diehard Kings fan growing up and now a a, a journalist and and sports uh, radio host here in Sacramento, I've been waiting for playoffs for a long, long time. You know that feeling just as well as I do if you've been a Sacramento Kings fan uh, for any part of the last 14-year playoffs, whether it's an 8th seed or a number 1 seed, it doesn't matter. Making the postseason is the number 1 goal for the Kings and for Sacramento Kings fans, however they can get the job done, even if it means... They sneak into the final playoff spot uh, with a under 500 record uh, in a season where the Western Conference, at least the bottom half of the Western Conference, hasn't nearly been as good uh, as it has been in the past. It's unfortunate that the Sacramento Kings last season won 39 games, which seemingly this year will be the number to actually make it into uh, the postseason. That's just how the league works sometimes. Some years it takes 48 wins, some years it only takes 30. It's basketball for you. It's the NBA. It's exciting. And the reality is that right now as we're approaching March, the Kings are very much in this race. Now, it is a six-team race. And I'm going to share with you uh, the Western Conference standings update here in just a second. And then, yes, we are going to go through the five things that need to happen for the Sacramento Kings to make the playoffs here today. Sound like fun? Dive in. Let's get right to it. Let's look at the Western Conference standings. First, we'll start with the two teams that are essentially out of it. That's the Golden State Warriors, who are at the bottom of the West uh, with a 12-46 and record, and the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are 14th in the West, second to last, with a 17-40 and record. After those two, everybody else has a legitimate playoff shot. Now let's jump all the way up to the top of the Western Conference, where the Lakers are sitting pretty in the first seed at a 44-12 and record. They are going to be clinching here very, very shortly. The Milwaukee Bucks in the East have already clinched, uh, so the Lakers, I'm sure, will be clinching their playoff berth here shortly if they haven't already, although I haven't heard if they have clinched or not. I believe they still have a, a couple games to go before that. In second place is the Denver Nuggets at 40-18, uh, and 18, excuse me. Uh, the Los Angeles Clippers in third place, 39-19. and uh, 19. The Rockets in fourth place at 38 and 20. The Oklahoma City Thunder, who I was dead 
wrong about this year. I thought they were going to be terrible, and they have been fantastic. Uh, they are in fifth place at 36-22, and 22, and the Kings are playing uh, the Thunder tonight in Oklahoma City. Then in sixth place, you have the Utah Jazz, a team that I still am very high on, and I believe they can make a potential championship push. They're at 36-22 and 22 also. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks in seventh place at 36-23. and 23. Those seven teams are I wouldn't say solidified, but as close to solidified as you can get in terms of making the playoffs. There's a large gap between those seven teams and the eighth seed and all the teams that are competing for the eighth seed. Right now, as we know, the eighth seed is held by the Memphis Grizzlies, who just a couple of weeks ago, or just a week ago, uh, they were a couple games over 500. Now they're at 28 and 30, and they have the most difficult schedule uh, remaining in the not just the Western Conference, in the NBA. Their schedule is ridiculously tough, so it might be uh, hard for the Grizzlies uh, to be able to hold on to that spot, not to mention they're dealing with injuries right now uh, to Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, and Brandon Clark. So things are not going too well uh, in Memphis. The Grizzlies are starting to run out of steam a little bit. In ninth place, just two and a half games uh, back of the Grizzlies is the Portland Trail Blazers. In 10th place, just three games behind the Memphis Grizzlies is the New Orleans Pelicans. And then you have your Sacramento Kings uh, and San Antonio Spurs, who are in 11th and 12th, both at 24 and 33 overall. They are three and a half games back. And then you have the Phoenix Suns, who are 24 and 35, who are four and a half games back. It is a six team race uh, for this playoff spot, ladies and gentlemen, and it is going to get interesting. Just so you know, I'll also fill you in on what's going on in the Eastern Conference. I already mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, Bucks have clinched the playoff spot. They're 50-8 and eight this season. They're my favorite uh, to win the entire thing, win the NBA championship this year. The Raptors in second place, Celtics in third, Heat in fourth, Sixers in fifth, Pacers in sixth. The Nets are in seventh with a 26-31 and 31 record, and the Orlando Magic are in eighth with a 26 and 32 record. Then you have the Wizards in uh, ninth, Hornets in 10th, Bulls in 11th, Pistons in 12th, Knicks in 13th, Cavaliers in 14th, and at the bottom, the Atlanta Hawks at a 17 and 43 overall record. As of right now, the Golden State Warriors have the worst record uh, in the NBA, but all it takes is to be a bottom three team in the NBA to have the best chance at the number one overall pick. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a very, very significant chance that the Golden State Warriors could go into next season with Steph Curry, with Klay Thompson, with Draymond Green, with Andrew Wiggins, and with the number one overall pick. The Golden State Warriors, I think, are going to be scary next year. But let's not worry about next year. Let's worry about this year. And when we come back from this quick break, we are going to look at the five things that need to happen for the Sacramento Kings to make the playoffs. And it'll give you a good idea of still how steep the hill is for this Kings team to climb. So if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I am, for the most part, an optimist. Although I like to believe I am a realist. I tend to lean on the more positive and optimistic side of things when it comes to my predictions and when it comes to the Sacramento Kings. But it all falls onto a foundation of genuine, legitimate uh, belief and critical thinking. Like, for example, 
when going into last year, I predicted that the Kings would win more games than they ever won with DeMarcus Cousins, which was 32. That seemed outlandish at the time. And in fact, some of my coworkers here in Sacramento uh, actually laughed at me for that prediction. But I believed it because I understood what the Sacramento Kings were trying to do, and I understood that they were looking uh, to play with pace. Now, I did not predict, nor did anyone predict, that the Kings would be a 39-win team, and the Kings would be nearly as good in transition as they were last season. But my point in bringing that up is I had that optimistic viewpoint based off of genuine belief and critical thinking. I don't just say optimistic things uh, if, uh, just to put them out there. If I don't believe them, same thing on the pessimistic side of things. I don't just say things that are pessimistic just to say it and to put a hot take out there. I genuinely believe it. So in this situation, I wouldn't say I'm pessimistic that the Kings will make the playoffs or not make the playoffs. I would say I'm cautiously optimistic. The fact that the Kings are three and a half games back at this point, when many of us thought at this point it would be over, the Kings were going to be done. I mean, I threw in the towel only a a little over a month ago saying that this season the playoffs weren't even worth bringing up. It was a forbidden word here on this podcast. And to an extent, it still is. I still need to see more from the Sacramento Kings to genuinely believe that the playoffs are a legitimate possibility. But, Because of the situation, the place that they are in right now, we are going to look at what it is most likely going to take for Sacramento to actually uh, break this playoff drought. And it'll give you a good idea of how difficult the road still is. It's not going to be easy. I just have five things here, five things that I put together that need to happen for Sacramento to make the playoffs. And number one is right now, as you know, it is a six-team race. The Kings have six games remaining against those teams, five other teams. There's five other teams in the Kings. They have six games remaining against those five other teams. They have one game against Memphis, two against the Pelicans, one at home and one on the road, two against the San Antonio Spurs, and one against the Portland Trailblazers. The first thing that needs to happen for the Kings to make the playoffs, they need to go 5-1 and one in those six games. 4-2 and two is not good enough. Even though it's over 500, 4-2 is not good enough to get the job done. At that point, you are putting your fate into someone else's hands. If the Kings are going to make the playoffs, they need to take their fate into their own hands. They need to fight, scratch, and claw, and push their way into the playoff spot. They can't hope to stay close and then allow other teams to stumble and fall and then just sneak in. They're going to have to kick down the door themselves. And if they're going to do that, it's going to require them to go at least 5-1, maybe even 6-0, in those six games remaining against the other teams that are racing for that eighth seed. Again, one against Memphis, which is coming up here, not uh, not tonight's game against Oklahoma City, but the next game after that. Two against the Pelicans, including one national TV game in Sacramento. Two against the San Antonio Spurs. And one against the Portland Trailblazers. That is the first thing that needs to happen. Second thing that needs to happen. I have here written down... 
Rashawn Holmes or Marvin Bagley needs to return and play. But I actually, on the fly here, I want to change that. I'm going to cross out Marvin Bagley. I'm saying Rashawn Holmes needs to come back and needs to play. Because Rashawn Holmes is significantly better and more useful for this Sacramento Kings team right now. And he can directly affect wins and increase Sacramento's win total and win percentage more than Marvin Bagley can. If Rashawn Holmes returns, gets healthy, comes back like his his mother predicts and like the Kings are hopeful he's able to do with that shoulder injury that's kept him out now uh, for over a month, if he's able to come back and still compete on a high level and be that Rashawn Holmes that he was throughout the beginning of the season, even when the Sacramento Kings were losing games, that is going to give the Kings the best chance to make the playoffs. Harry Giles, Alex Len, they've been playing really, really well as of right now. But I don't believe enough in those two guys to really make the difference that the Kings need in order to fight their way into the postseason. Rashawn Holmes does have what it takes. So the Kings need Rashawn Holmes to return and play at a high level if they are going to make the postseason. Third one, there are 25 games remaining. As of right now, the Sacramento Kings have 24 wins. I'm personally predicting that it is going to take the Kings' win total of last year, 39 wins, to make the postseason. So all six of these teams right now are racing to get 39 wins. So number three kind of blends into number four a little bit. In those 25 games remaining, The Sacramento Kings have 14 home games and 11 road. Now, over the last couple of seasons, the Kings have been a better road team than all of us expected. But as a home team, they've still struggled to really take advantage of that home court advantage. 14 home games remaining, 11 road. I have written down here that the Kings need to go 10 and 4 through their final 14 home games. Let me back up a little bit. I said that the Kings need 39 wins to make the playoffs this year. They have 24. Quick math, they need to find 15 wins in this final 25 games. They need to go 15 and 10 through the remainder of this season to get to the win total that I think it'll take them to make the postseason. That is not impossible by any means. 15 and 10 is a very achievable goal. But they're going to have to take care of their home floor if they're going to do that. So, 14 home games. I think the Kings have to go 10 and 4 during that or during those 14 home games, which means they would only have to win 5 of their 11 road games. It's always easier to win at home than it is on the road, especially in a playoff race. So the more games the Kings win at home, the less they have to win on the road to achieve this goal. I think it's going to take a minimum of 10 and 4. So let's look at the Sacramento Kings schedule and let's look at the home games coming up and let's find 10 home wins. The Kings' next three home games are against the Detroit Pistons, the Washington Wizards, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Give me two in there. Give me Detroit and Washington, although I do believe they can beat Philadelphia, but let's just say two out of those, Detroit and Washington. Then their next four home games are Toronto, New Orleans, Brooklyn, and Dallas. 
You got to find a way to win three out of those. New Orleans, Brooklyn, and Dallas are most likely going to have to be those wins. So there's five right there. Then you have Atlanta, Indiana, San Antonio, and both LA teams. Give me a win over Atlanta, that's six. A win over Indiana is going to be really, really tough. A win over San Antonio, that's seven. You have to find a way in early April to beat one of the LA teams, that's eight. Then you have the Cleveland Cavaliers, that's a win, nine. And then you have the Golden State Warriors to wrap up the season at home on April 15th. There's 10 right there. Now, I'm not predicting that they will get those 10 wins, but that gives you an idea of the games that the Kings are going to have to win in order to reach that mark. There are some tough teams coming into town. Now, there are also some of the lesser teams coming into town, but it's going to take the Kings beating the San Antonio Spurs at home. It's going to take the Kings beating one of the LA teams at home. It's going to take the Kings beating the Pelicans at home, beating the Mavericks at home in order to get the job done. Beating a team like the Pacers at home, potentially. It's going to be an uphill battle. So, if the Kings get those 10 home wins, they need to then find 5 road wins. You look at the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Memphis Grizzlies, which are the next two games for the Kings. It would be amazing if the Kings could get the victory tonight, and I think they can do it, but I'm not predicting it. I'm predicting a loss tonight in OKC. The Thunder have been the best team in the Western Conference since Thanksgiving. And it hasn't been that close. OKC is on an absolute roll right now. I'm predicting a loss tonight to the Thunder. But you have to beat the Grizzlies in Memphis on Friday. And for the Grizzlies, they know they have to win that game because their schedule is so difficult that the Kings are the easiest team or the worst team that they're going to be facing here for a while. So that's going to be a really tough game to get. But the Kings need to find a way, especially if they lose to the Thunder tonight on Friday Second night of a back-to-back, they need to find a way to beat Memphis. So there's one win right there, let's say, the Memphis Grizzlies. Then you have, on Saturday, March 7th, a game in Portland. you got to win that game, too. There's two. Then you have Houston, Orlando, New Orleans, and Cleveland, the next four-game road trip that the Kings have in mid to late March. Give me Orlando, that's three. Give me Cleveland, that's four. New Orleans would be great. It'd be great to beat that team because they're one of the teams that you're fighting with for the eighth seed. But let's keep them out as of right now. So there's just four there. Let's say they lose to New Orleans. Then the final road trip of the year is San Antonio, Minnesota, Denver, and Los Angeles. That San Antonio game might be a huge game on Tuesday, April 7th. But even if they don't win that game, they have the Minnesota game, which is win number five potentially right there. And then Denver and Los Angeles, I'd imagine those are losses, but both of those teams are the top two teams in the Western Conference right now. That's in the final couple weeks of the season. We could see scenarios where maybe LeBron James and Anthony Davis are resting in that Lakers game, or maybe Mike Malone isn't putting his full-strength Nuggets squad out there because there's no way they're going to catch the Lakers in the number one seed and they just want to rest up and prepare for a playoff run. That's possible. But I found you five wins in there. I said Minnesota. I said Cleveland. I said Orlando. Portland. And Memphis on Friday. Again, it's possible. But it's not going to be easy. Final thing that needs to happen 
for the Sacramento Kings to make the playoffs, and this one's pretty obvious. Fox needs to lead the charge. It's all about De'Aaron Fox. The Kings go where De'Aaron Fox takes them. And De'Aaron Fox this season has had a solid year. Unfortunately, his three-point shooting is down, but he's averaging 19.9 points per game, which is four points more than his career average. He's shooting 47% from the field. He is down to 31% shooting from three-point range, but we know he can hit his outside shots. He's averaging four rebounds and almost seven assists a game, along with 1.4 steals. De'Aaron has had a solid season, and he's played great since coming back from that injury. The Kings are going to need their all-star leader in De'Aaron Fox to step up. And I'm not saying he's an all-star now, but he's played and had moments this season where he looks like an unstoppable future all-star. They are going to need that to come out in full on, on almost a nightly basis if they're going to make the playoffs. So those are my five things that need to happen for Sacramento to make the playoffs. Let me know if you agree with them. Find me 10 home wins. Find me five road wins. Find me how, or tell me how the Kings are going to make it to 39 wins. How are they going to win 15 more games to get themselves to 39 wins on the season to equal last year's win total and I think make the postseason? Tell me how it's going to happen. You can find me on Twitter at MattGeorgeKHDK or email me at any time, mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com. So the Kings are in Oklahoma City tonight to take on the Thunder, who, like I said earlier, are the best team in the Western Conference since Thanksgiving. I think they have 30 or 31 wins since Thanksgiving. The only team better than them is the Milwaukee Bucks since Thanksgiving. The Oklahoma City Thunder have been on an absolute tear. Chris Paul has completely revitalized his career. That team top to bottom is playing well. They've completely bought in uh, to that system there. And I could not be more thrilled for them. And I can also not be more wrong about them. Coming into the season, go back and listen. I did a podcast, I think, with Jason Ross. And I did a podcast with Jay Mars, both from Sports 1140 KHDK. And we previewed the Wild West. And we previewed the Oklahoma City Thunder, and and which teams we thought were going to make the playoffs and which teams we thought were going to be on the cellar of the Western Conference. And I, and both of them, predicted that OKC was not going to be good. I expected them to be a bottom feeder team in the West, and I could not have been more wrong. Very happy for Oklahoma City Thunder, but unfortunately, it's going to be a tough night tonight for Sacramento. Kings have been on a tear as of late, and they've won three straight coming into this game the first night of a back-to-back, so they have to take that into account as well. But like De'Aaron Fox said, after the win against the Warriors, this Kings team is playing desperate right now. And like Harry Giles said a couple of weeks ago, or last week, he said that every game from here on out is must-win. It's going to be entertaining, it's going to be interesting, it's going to be dramatic, and I'm just thrilled that the Kings are in this situation in the first place. Let's go back to a couple months ago. Let's go back to November and early December when the Kings were seemingly on their way to another extremely disappointing season. And I would still say at this point it has been a disappointing year compared to what we expected. But the Kings have not folded, they have not rolled over and died They are fighting until the very end, and that makes me happy, and that should make all of you Sacramento Kings fans happy. We will come back on tomorrow's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast, and we will recap this Kings and Oklahoma City Thunder game and then get ready for the big 
big game tomorrow night between the Kings and the Grizzlies in Memphis. But until then, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.